Welcome to Leasing Out Loud, the podcast that is your information source for all things commercial real estate. We are your hosts, Lorraine Spindler and Lori Suba, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate. We're excited that you're here and hope that you'll join us each episode as we explore the ins and outs of Calgary's commercial real estate market. You're listening to episode five of Leasing Out Loud, where your hosts, Lorraine and Lori. Welcome back, everybody. I can't believe, Lorraine, we are already on episode five. It's a where great does, thing. Where does the time go? Yeah. And speaking of time, we'd like to talk about timing your lease deal. Because a deal takes longer to get done than you think. It does. And it's our job as brokers to manage this process, help a business owner ensure they have enough time. You know, Lorraine, I really empathize with business owners right now. I think it's a really tough time to make Mm -hmm. decisions in light of what we're seeing in the market right now. There is so much uncertainty. And I know that a lot of business owners are really struggling with this because it's hard to have a crystal ball and know what the future is going to hold for your business and what that's going to mean for your space needs. Absolutely. And on top of that uncertainty, there's just the components of getting a deal done. There's a bunch of other factors that have always played a role, but now it adds to everything. Yeah. The reason why we thought it would be a good idea to talk about this today is because you and I are seeing this happen more and more where tenants are finding themselves having to rush, you Mm -hmm. know, the the process or finding themselves sometimes backed into a corner uh, when they haven't left enough time. And certainly our job, like you said, as brokers, our responsibility is to help manage the time, the flow, the Mm -hmm. process. We want to ensure that we are always negotiating from a position of strength. You're right, Lori. Let's talk about different scenarios someone could be in. So a new space, whether that's a relocation, additional location, right? whatever that scenario is, there's factors at play. So first, there's a needs analysis that needs to be conducted, right? Right. Which changes for an office tenant, an industrial tenant, a retail tenant. They're looking for different things. Yeah. The needs analysis can take... Uh, weeks, right? Sure. Weeks. Um, yeah. And it should be tied into your business plans, right? right? So a couple of episodes ago, we had Eve on the line and she was talking about how important it is for you to have an awareness and understanding of your business and your growth plans right? so that you're managing your growth and your space requirements effectively, right? Absolutely. The value proposition, right? About what's your business And how to be able to communicate that to a potential landlord. Right. Right? You want to make sure that your real estate strategy is in alignment with your business strategy. You bet. So after needs analysis, then you're going to be looking for that suitable property. You're going to be out touring some options. Pounding the pavement. Pounding the pavement. (laughs) No walking through spaces. Nothing can really replace that. Right. Even those virtual tours. We're seeing with COVID, lots of of virtual tours come out. I know there's a place for those. There definitely is a place for that. But I do think ultimately you need to actually see the real estate, give yourself a chance to understand and be able to see yourself within that space, right? Right. And certainly before a business owner moves to the next step and wants to negotiate on a space, they're going to have to have walked through it to get comfortable with it. Definitely. They have to have their eye on the prize. Yes. So again, that can take weeks. Right. Sure. And and you might take a look at one property just to get a sense and then say, actually, you know, something else is more important. So this touring process is 
valuable can take more time. Yeah. And often an organization will need to build consensus within their team. And so they may have multiple tours with different stakeholders through a space to make sure that everybody is on the same page. That's a great point. Yep. So once they've picked a property that they say, this is what we should focus on, then you're moving on to the actual deal negotiation process. It starts with some paper. There's a variety of ways that this can be done. And that could be a whole nother episode. I was going to say we could do a whole podcast on, on whether it's a letter of intent, letter of intent a expression of interest, a RFP, a offer, all of these things, right? All sorts of things. Yeah. But really that's one party initiating interest um, to the other right? In, with a written document saying, this is what we either need in an offer or in a deal. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're prepared to lease the space. That offer essentially kickstarts the negotiations. Kickstarts. Yeah. And from there, there's the time to negotiate between the parties. You may go back and forth three or four times before you actually come to agreement on some business terms. Right. And honestly, Lorraine, I mean, we have both been on the landlord side. Mm -hmm. We know certain landlords have different speeds in which they respond to offers because some may be a local landlord, a local owner of assets. They're sometimes more nimble, quicker on a response. Maybe a single decision maker. Exactly. One property, right? Right. Versus, as an example, a pension fund owner where the leasing people on the ground in Calgary might need to go and seek and get approvals, like say in Toronto as an example, right? And so that can take time. And so you may think, well, let's submit the offer. They're going to get back to us in a few days. And that is often not the case because they may have additional layers of approvals that they need to work through. Certainly. I see a couple of weeks is pretty common. Yeah. From a bigger landlord. Sure. Yeah. So once you're conditional on an offer, that's what we call it, hey? There's Mm -hmm. conditions. Yes. Yeah. Because rarely you would see an offer that didn't have them. There's both conditions that a tenant needs and that a landlord wants, Right. right? So tenants often need, there's three we wanted to touch on today, and one being City of Calgary approval. Right. If you're going into a space for replacing another tenant, mm-hmm. it could be a change of use. Mm-hmm. And that triggers the city to look at, are we going to approve your use? Right. And what are we going to require you to do in order to operate in there? This is a big one. And I've seen this on the industrial side. Suddenly, you know, maybe the makeup air is not up to snuff. And yeah. the city will come back and say, you can have your occupancy provided you do this, this, and this. And this, this, and this, that takes time. It does. And it's only becoming more complex, I find. Makeup air, for example, there's a lot of uses out there that they require it where they don't think. No, They they say, well, I'm not automotive. Like they would never have thought they needed that. Exactly. And yet once you do, it can take up to 12 weeks. It can. And that is a real snag in the process, especially if you have a lease expiring in a month. (laughs) Right. <laughs> right. Then you have to go back for an extension and kind of at the mercy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. The other party. So another one would be uh, if it's a new lease, mm-hmm. then you want to have a lawyer take a look at that lease form. Right. It's starting a new relationship with a new landlord, with a new lease form, and you want to be comfortable with what that document is going to be and ensure that you have some rights I know that, that those document. leases are long, Lorraine, and they are not fun reading, not but fun. it is very important that, and I see, I see this from time to time, especially with smaller businesses that are just going in, perhaps just taking down space for the first time, mm-hmm. they have a tendency to just go, okay, we'll just sign the lease. And it makes my heart skip a beat because I think you have to make sure you read, 
understand, have a legal opinion, review it. Because some of those clauses can have cost implications that they need to be aware of. Years down the road. Exactly. And from the lease review perspective, lawyers are busy as well. So just to be mindful that often the first review of a lease will take a lawyer a week. Definitely. And then if they have any changes that they want to suggest and you want to go back and get the landlord to agree to some changes and you're negotiating, that can take weeks. That takes time. I would say two to four weeks is pretty common with regards to lease. If you're going into a new space that is undeveloped or you need to do fairly significant renovations, often tenants will have a condition and it can be a mutual condition between landlord or tenant or it can be on the tenant side. Just to firm up that space plan and what those construction costs look like. And that takes time because often they'll have to engage a contractor or a designer to work on the space plan and then a contractor to weigh in on what those construction costs look like. And so that adds time. It sure does. Like, And those are three very common conditions. Mm-hmm. So if we think of, you know, there's this two-week period, call it, where you have city approvals, you have construction that you need to review if you need improvements done. There's designers yeah. and contractors um, and a lawyer yeah. to help with a lease. So yeah. um, those are all factors for tenant conditions. And landlord conditions, one we see that has always been common, and mm-hmm. I think post-COVID is just going to be... Well, it's even more under the microscope. I already know is. where you're going with this, yeah. Laurie, because it's that financial review condition. And this is a biggie for landlords mm-hmm. because landlords, especially in light of what's going on in the market today especially if they're having to pump in a lot of capital to build out a space. They want to know that the tenant that they're bringing in is going to have the financial wherewithal to be able to meet its obligations under the lease. And so landlords are looking at financials, I would say under a is it a stronger microscope? Right. <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because they're just a little bit more sensitive around the financial covenant piece. Well, they're coming off a time of a lot of issues. Right. Let's all be honest, right? It's been a hard go. And some tenants haven't made it. And some tenants probably that the landlords thought were pretty ironclad didn't make it. And so they're just now maybe a little bit more mindful about the financial covenant and what that looks like. So landlords will often have a financial condition within the offer Mm -hmm that gives them the opportunity to review financials of the tenant. And this can be interesting, especially for smaller tenants Mm -hmm. where they may third-party a lot of their finance functions, so may have third-party accountants handle their books. That's something that should be done right away, I would say. As soon as you're drafting the very first paperwork, Mm -hmm. just go get in contact with whoever does that for you. As soon as you know you're about to pull the trigger and kickstart a lease negotiation, I would say get your financial ducks in a row because you know it's coming, right? And again, it's the broker's role. This is the job that Lori and I do. Right. This is our day-to-day to to Mm -hmm. ensure that this runs smoothly. And you've checked all of the boxes. Yes. But yeah, I think what we're trying to say is, hey, it takes time to check those boxes, right? Sure does. Yeah. More than uh, many people think when they first get into it. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered today, Lorraine, the importance of timing when it comes to your lease negotiation. Yeah. It's critical and it's becoming increasingly complex and we don't see that changing in the future. Right. And while we know it's a tough time to make a plan in light of all of what's going on, if you can start the process early and think about what does my business need? 
I think you're going to be set up that much better. You bet. And engaging someone like us early on in the process so that we can help them manage this and be an advocate in their corner. Right. Throughout the whole process, each step of the way, um, that's what we recommend and encourage. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for this episode. It's been a lot of fun talking about the importance of timing. We always hear that saying, time is of the essence. And that is no different when it comes to negotiating your lease deal. So join us next episode when we talk about the latest and greatest in commercial real estate. And as always, we would love your feedback. So connect with us at hello at scoutrealestate.ca. Thanks, Lorraine. Have a great day, everybody.